Blog Talk Radio. Life's uncertain journey. Hello, hello. It's that time again. We're here for another uh, uh, time together on Life's Uncertain Journey, Blog Talk Radio, like we are every Tuesday night at 7. So welcome back this week. And let's talk. Hey, Nadine. Hey, Alicia. Thank you so much for being with me once again. Uh, We had a couple of rough weeks there. Um, We had some real serious spiritual warfare going on. But, you know, we're going to continue to press our way. You know, Mm -hmm. the Lord already told us the times in which we're living in. And so, you know, you may find in your personal life, that you got some interference going on. But <laughs> what we want to assure you of is this. The victory is already yours. We win. <laughs> we are the winners in this fight, okay? So keep your faith strong. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about that tonight. But don't don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Don't give up. Don't give in. That's right. Because the battle belongs to the Lord, and he's the one that is assuring us the victory. Amen. That's right. So mm-hmm. go ahead, Faith. He, he already assured us the victory and we won, so if, they, if we faint not. So we have to keep going. And sometimes I know we want to give up. We get tired. You know, take a breath and push on because we win. We win. <laughs> we win. And so um, for those of you who are just chiming in, this is uh, Life Uncertain Journey, uh, Radio broadcast. We are broadcasting live tonight on Blog Talk Radio, uh, which is the interface we use to to kind of talk with one another. And also, we are uh, on a Facebook Live. So, yeah. we welcome you all to the broadcast tonight. Uh, many of you are becoming regulars, and so we are excited about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Having you come back week after week, and uh, Alicia and I really are desiring that the Lord would will use us um, as his vessel to, you know, get these conversations going about things that matter right now. As a matter of fact, our whole idea is to, to be able to engage in real talk about our troubled times. But mm-hmm. we're looking at things from a biblical perspective. We're not looking at it from a natural humanistic view. Mm-hmm. We're looking at it from God's view, because there's no better view than his view. Amen, amen. And right. so, uh, like I said, we were always we we're always seeking his faith for the answer. And because we don't know everything, uh, we are thankful to God for the privilege that he gives us of going on the air. Because mm-hmm. that means that those who call in, who have the same Holy Spirit, can offer wisdom too. So we can, yeah. we can all get in in the uh, conversation. So we ask that uh, those of you that are listening, if God deposits something on your heart to share, please do. Please feel free to do so. And uh, we would be greatly appreciative, and uh, I'm pretty sure that God may have a word that he deposited in you for somebody that's listening. And uh, we, we have the privilege of being able to broadcast not only in every – not only heard – all across the United States, but we're also heard in a several in a few foreign countries. 
So mm-hmm. if you don't know who's listening, we can't even see all the people that we, the only people we know that are that are listening are the people we know on Facebook and the people that we see calling in on Blog Talk Radio. But we've already had evidence that people have been listening from as far away as India and Africa and places yeah. like that. So uh, they have uh, a means by which they can listen to broadcasts yeah. over the Internet. So thank you. On a Facebook Live, I just got a message from Melva, and she's in, she said, hi, from Australia. Hi, Melba. Melba, welcome, sweetheart. Thank you so much. We're glad to have you uh, with us tonight. So um, we have been, uh, over the last four weeks or so, really been honing in on the the dangers of listening to false prophets. That's what we've been talking for, talking about for at least a month and a half, primarily mm-hmm. because that was the burden that God put on, on our hearts because there was a plethora of these new prophets popping up all over the Internet and, and social media, and uh, many of them were not proclaiming the truth of God's word. And so we know that in the book of Jeremiah, the same thing happened when the false prophets came up. They had a goal. Their purpose was to cause people to be led astray. Mm-hmm. And so God helped us through that and really, uh, you know, gave us information and things to look for so that we would not succumb to the lies of false prophets. Uh, Jesus told the disciples, listen, in the last days, uh, many false teachers and false prophets are coming. And guess mm-hmm. what? Guess what we'll be in? They hear. <laughs> So, so we thank God for the warning, you know, that he has given us, and we're going to take heed and adhere yeah. to it. And we also learn that you you have to try the spirit by the spirit. And that means that you just don't accept things just because you can't even go by people's names anymore. You, you cannot say, well, that's a famous speaker, so I know that they're coming coming from from God or whatever it is like that. Be a Berean. Go and check everything. And even what you hear me and Alicia say, go and check it out for yourself in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Look it up. The Bereans were noble because whatever Paul said, and Paul was an apostle going around uh, planting churches. But those people there, they said, we're going to go back and check the Bible and see whether or not what Paul is teaching us is true. And that's a good practice. That's a good practice. Yeah. So um, it is our prayer that, um, like I said, that those that were listening to uh, uh, the broadcast that we've been doing, that you adhere to the admonishment, not only of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but to the scriptures, to beware of false prophets. And so this week, um, we desire to get equipped to endure and overcome the things that are going on in this world. I mean, you, 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 have, to, you have to be spiritually astute. Mm-hmm. I don't mean mentally or intellectually astute. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your spiritual antenna needs to be up and honed in to what's going on in the spirit realm because actually that's where all this, this, the trouble is going on. It yeah. plays itself out here on this planet, but uh, we are spiritual beings. 
we've been transformed. We're no longer uh, just flesh and blood individuals like we used to do before Christ. But he says, you have been con- we're being conformed into the image of Jesus Christ, and we no longer are living our lives according to this, our flesh, mm-hmm. but we're living according to the Spirit. So First uh, John. Mm. Well, I'm having trouble hearing you. Those are the kinds of things <laughs> that we are dealing with, you know. But you know what? Satan is, is a liar, and he's going to try, but we're going to still press our way. I don't know what that woman was talking about or who she is. But anyway, what I wanted to say is First John 4, 5 says that every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And that's the topic of our discussion tonight. Because, beloved, as we are entering in the end of the age, we have got to have an overcoming faith. And we're going to talk about yes. that tonight. But before we do, I'm going to turn, um, have ask my husband if he would please open our broadcast in prayer. Will do. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Amen. Amen. God is good. I was just uh, thinking in the spirit while you guys were talking just then, and one thing that the Lord said uh, that we got to watch out for is, like you said before, those false prophets, but uh, we got to also watch out for pride. Uh, pride is like an yeah. octopus. It has many connections that attach to it, like selfishness, denial, and uh, uh, lust, and a whole bunch of other things. And so uh, those things also... Uh, reach out and, and grab us, and it goes into hiding and within those things. When we give excuses for ourselves, that we won't give other people excuses for. So, you know, so uh, I ask the Lord that as He releases that word to y'all tonight, that uh, the Holy Spirit will uh, be able to reach out to people that we hear the gospel, the good news. What is the good news about Jesus? That He came to save us. He came into this world to not yeah. to judge us, but to save us. And that anything in us is not pleasing to him. This is a great time when you got two or more together in his name to come and ask Christ to help to forgive us, to remove those things. Any powerful things in us that's not pleasing to him. Uh, we, 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 if you're talking about his faith, and we got to have faith that he will do what he said he would do. And nothing that we do is all on him. So that like he said he's done it, just have faith that he said that he said he's going to do, that he's done it. And he said the kingdom of God is near. It's here now. Everything that the Bible Amen. talked about is here now. So as the Berean said, and y'all ladies were just talking about then, let us be like them. Let us be like them. Let's help me like, like Paul and Peter, those guys. Ask Jesus, Lord, help me. Straight up, talk to him. Straight up. He is here with us. He said in his word, he never leaves us or forsakes us. And the only reason we fail because we don't ask. That's only we're going to have what we, what we need and what we want and the wisdom that we need. So, Father, we ask in Jesus' name, first of all, to God over the airways, Lord. That their Father, yes, move Lord. anybody, their Father, heaven, and block those things, their Father, heaven, that comes against your word, their Father, heaven, that your word will go Amen. forth, that it will be able to go out and reach those people, their Father, heaven, and Lord, let them make disciples, not the ladies, their Father, heaven, because use them, use them mm-hmm. mighty, Lord. As I was talking to my wife earlier today, the first gospel, Lord, came through the woman. I mean, in the Garden of Eden, I mean, it came through the woman. After he rebuked the, uh, the, the serpent, then he preached the gospel to the woman, and then the man listened. 
But the gospel came through the woman first, even when he was raised from the dead. The woman came and testified first. The gospel, the good news that Jesus has been risen. The Lord, help them, Lord. Bless them, their Father. Help help us, use Lord. them, their Father, us, as you did bless the ladies in the past, Lord. Their Father, these are your prophets today, Lord. You said you're no respecter person. You said, the Father heaven, when the, when the work was going on, that you have Martha and Mary. And the Father, you said, you're not going to take away the word that one, the one of sat down beneath your, by your feet, Lord. Lord, let them be by your feet, Lord. Let's talk to them, Lord. Let them share that gospel that you poured in their hearts, Lord, that many would hear, Lord, and be saved and turn from my wicked ways, Lord. We ask all of these things, our Father in heaven, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise amen. God. And thank you so very much, hon. I really do appreciate those prayers. And um, what I want to do before um, before I uh, open our mic, I just want to make a couple of announcements, if you'll allow me to. Uh, I wanted to say that on Thursday, uh, John and I host another broadcast called New Beginnings. And we are currently doing a verse-by-verse verse study of the Book of Romans. I mean, chapter-by-chapter study of the Book of Romans. And so, so far, we're off to a good start. But if you're interested, please feel free to join us, and you can dial in 657-383-1624. That's at 7 o'clock p.m. every Thursday uh, on Blog Talk Radio. We're talking about the Book of Romans. I also would like to share with you uh, that you can now listen to Life's Uncertain Journey on Podbean. I don't know if many of you have. It's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. It's an app uh, that allows us to upload all of our episodes there. So if you're driving or whatever it is like that, you can use or go to Podbean and look up A Life's Uncertain Journey and listen to our our broadcast on there. Also, uh, very soon, we will have our podcast uh, available on iTunes. Uh, we've already uploaded them, and uh, they've got to do do an approval or whatever it is like that. So that mm-hmm. means that we can now listen to uh, Life on Certain Journey, a podcast on iTunes. And so uh, these are some of the things that the Lord is doing, and they are just marvelous. We're just so grateful to him for that. And also, you can now uh, subscribe to Life on Certain Journey's broadcast on YouTube. We have a YouTube page. Now, uh, we haven't uploaded all of our broadcasts yet, but uh, we, we do have it. And so you can go to YouTube and look up Life's Uncertain Journey Live. Uh, that's Life's Uncertain Journey Live. And uh, then, uh, of course, how do you do? You save and and then you follow and then something, you know, you all know how to do it. Okay. <laughs> YouTube has a way so that you can be uh, alerted. Click the bell so you can be alerted every time it's uploaded. Um, but these are the kinds of things that God is doing, and He's allowing us to kind of um, enlarge the, the borders of our tent and um, get more uh, access to more ears. Because the gospel has got to go out to all the world. Then in the end comes. That's what the word. And so we're going to do our part to proclaim this glorious gospel over these airways through as many venues as He permits us to. And in hopes to win some. The gospel mm-hmm. message is what brings us to salvation. It is the, the, the message of the love of God for us, his children, all of us. 
That's whether you're saved or not saved. Mm-hmm. God loves you. He created you. You belong to him. Amen. And you kind of got lost along the way. We all did. We all got kind of lost along the way because that's the way it is on this planet. <laughs> and God is, has been uh, reaching out, trying to get a hold of us for a very long time. Like I tell people, uh, I wrote a book, Life's Uncertain Journey, and in there I tell you how all those years I thought that it was no God, you know. I thought I was on my own and I had to make my own way. You know, I had to fend for myself, you know, but I didn't know that, that, that God was really real, and I came to that um, assessment because of the way my life was going, and there was mm-hmm. nobody teaching me. My mom died. She told me Jesus loved me, but the way the life was going for me, I didn't think she knew, understood what she was talking about because <laughs> it was it was rough, I'm telling you, and that, to, to, to grow up without your mother's love, that that's rough, and it does impact. It impacted me because I couldn't. I never got a grasp of what real love was because my mom wasn't there to teach me. And then they took me from my mom. I mean, from my dad who was trying to raise us, and so we were at the mercy. They really didn't care about us, and so that's the way it was. But it was all a part of God's plan. I didn't know it then, but I know it now. So I'm saying all this to say to you that if you have not. Um, had an encounter with Jesus Christ, and maybe you have, but you've never been disciple, because that was my problem. Once I did come to faith, I needed somebody to disciple me, but uh, I didn't have that privilege. But today, you have that privilege, and we have a study that we do called Disciple Me. And what what God has allowed us to do is to host one-on-one discipleship study with women who are seeking a deeper relationship with God. Most of us really don't understand that we don't know what we don't know. A lot of stuff that we've been taught is not necessarily correct, okay? And so not to say all of it isn't correct, but to get that clarity, to be able to have an assurance of your faith, an assurance of your salvation, you need to be discipled. So if you're interested, please email us at lifeuncertainjourney at gmail.com, and I will send you a link to register for the Disciple Me study. The other thing that we're having uh, taking place is starting this Monday, the Women Who Overcome Ministry, which is the ministry that uh, God gave me to oversee, uh, we're going to be hosting a study of the book of Daniel. Uh, Daniel is going to help to give us a perspective about what we see going on in our world today. So that's going to start on Monday at 7 o'clock p.m., and if that is of interest to you, too, you're going to have to email us at another email address, and that's thewomenwhoovercome at gmail.com. And just let us know that you'd like to do the study with us, and we'll get the materials and the link to you so that you can be a part of that. So um, let me go ahead and open open up our mic, and I ask uh, Alicia if you can give them the instructions for uh, going live on Blog Talk Radio? Sure, sure. So um, in order that we can have a clear and undistracted uh, uh, conversation, we ask that when you want to speak to, well, first of all, be on mute. And if you want to speak, and we do encourage you to get involved in the conversation, just yes. unmute yourself 
and come on in and ask your question or give your comment. And it, it's a safe place here. You don't have to worry about, you know, how it sounds or what someone thinks. Just let's talk about it. If the Holy Spirit prompts you to ask it or to say it, let's talk about it. Let's hear it. And so once you say what you, you know, need to say, go ahead and go back on mute so that we won't be um, distracted or interrupted in our conversation. Amen. But join in. Please join in. Amen. So um, uh, hopefully you all have your Bibles with you because we've got quite a few scriptures that I want to be referencing as we're starting this conversation. And to some of you, it may seem a little trivial to you or basic, because everybody, we all say, we know the faith, the faith, uh, we know about faith. Um, and you can take that attitude if you like, but I'm telling you the life, because the word of God is living, there's always something new to discover. Mm-hmm. But uh, the burden on my heart was to, uh, was to talk about this thing called faith in perspective to what we are experiencing, because these these are dire situations that we're in. We know this, okay? So uh, the, the nominal uh, newborn baby faith is, it has got to be developed into an overcoming faith because that is the only way that we are going to be able to, to, to be what God needs us to be at this hour. It, it won't nominal faith is not gonna is not gonna help us, mm-hmm. and so we want to spend the next few weeks calling out to God to help us to develop the kind of faith that He needs us to have right now. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all that we're seeing, we don't want to become faint of heart like the world is. We don't want to do that. He says we don't sorrow like the world sorrows. You know, we don't mourn like the words, but we don't go there because we know the truth. We know what's going on. And it's a time for us. It's a time of rejoicing for us. For those mm-hmm. who know God, who come to Jesus Christ, this is a time of rejoicing as we prepare. I mean, it's exciting to imagine. I'm 71 years old. And to think that I just might be in that era that sees the coming of the Lord, that's exciting wow. to me. That's exciting. And so um, just the, the thought of that possibility, you know, keeps a smile on my face. I'm always mm-hmm. looking up. Amen. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to ask uh, Alicia if you will please read for us from Hebrews, the 12th chapter, uh, verses 1 and 2. Well, actually, just read verse, uh, yes, Hebrews 12, verse 1. Okay, just verse 1, and I'm going to read the NIV version, if that's all right. Yes, ma'am. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that is so easily entangled, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Absolutely. <laughs> now, when they're talking about these witnesses, these great mm-hmm. cloud of witnesses that they're talking about, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna introduce some of them to you later on. But there are those that have already gone on before us. 
and they are the ones that are cheering us on because they've already gone through, okay? But now it's our turn. And, beloved, it is no novice or it is not a, a, a trivial thing that God has you living in 2021, in 2020 and 2021, mm-hmm. okay? You, you've got to know, realize that our Father is a planner, and he knows the end from the beginning. Everything has already been written in his book, okay? And just like he had a role for the Abrahams and the Moses and the Jeremiah's and the Daniels, all of them had a role to play in the God's plan of eternity. Well, consider yourself one of those that he has a purpose for this generation. Mm-hmm. They had to serve in their generation. And now we're being called to serve in our generation. But the witnesses that they are, as they behold and and cheer us on from heaven, because we're in it. We're actually in it. And so God is going to use us just like he used them, not in the same way particularly, but for whatever is necessary for this time when God created you, he created you with your purpose already in you. Mm-hmm. You didn't know it. You didn't even know probably that you would be saved today. But you know, I want you to know that you were called by God. There's no way you can come to, to Jesus unless God draws you. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we, a lot of times we, are, we, we don't, and listen, you help me because I know you, you, you want me to always be clear with what I'm trying to say. And, and I, I want to do that, but uh, the scripture says that, uh, you know, in, in our John, I think it's 15, he, Jesus says, you did not choose me. You think that you came to Christ on your own. You know, this is your idea. But God wants you to know that he called you before he even created this world. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know it's hard. It's hard to wrap your mind around it, but just just listen to me. I promise you, all that we're seeing happening is God's story. God has a story written in His Bible, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, and it tells you the story that you're in right now. We're actually living out His story. Mm-hmm. We call it history, but. It's his story, written by the hand of God. And he included us. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So we do have a purpose, and God has a plan for us. And in order for us to be able to be effective, and that's the key word, to be effective at carrying out the purpose and the mission God put in us, you've got to have faith. You're going to need yeah. that. Other than that, it won't, it won't. Well, let me just say, you just need it. So. Living the faith life and developing a strong faith begins with a personal relationship with Christ. Mm. Now, listen, I'm not suggesting a casual relationship, beloved. Not like the, the relationships we have with people on this planet. It is not to be a casual relationship. We are to have a personal, living Intentional relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he's asking. 
know, lady, when you say not like we have um, with the relationship on people, you know, I know what you're saying, and that means, you know, casual, take it or leave it or whatever. Yeah. But then some of us have these kind of relationships. If you want to uh, 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 example what, what you mean by personal, you know that thing, maybe you say you run after it if you want it or you spend time with it, you invest in it, you call, you you, you know, you yearn for that yeah. person to be with them. You, yeah. you know, you learn what they like and, you know, all of that. That's the type, even more so. But that's the type of time, attention, and effort you put in the relationship with our father. That's yeah. what we need personal. Not not just um, thank you for the food, amen. You know, not that. I mean, that's good. You know, you can do those quick, you know, prayers. So you take them too. But take the time to get to know them and get to know them by reading his word. Absolutely. And that's the point. And, and, you know, I usually use the analogy for women, this one, because we know it really well. And that mm-hmm. is when we figure out that that dude is looking at us and paying <laughs> us attention and asks us for our phone number, you know how you get then, you know, and he gives you his phone number? I'm telling you, I bet you'd you be calling him before you know it. You call him two, three, four, five times a day. And let him not call you one time. Mm-hmm. And it's on, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's something that you're pursuing in that relationship that you want to have. Exactly. Or you find out what his favorite perfume is on you or what color, you know, type of dress or something. Well, then you usually, you know, pull that dress out and, and put on that perfume. Well, get to know God and what he likes and then live that way. Exactly. Exactly. So we want to go beyond that level in our relationship with God. And, beloved, let me tell you what helps to inspire that. The fact that he loves you. (laughs) The fact that God loves you so much that he would sacrifice his only son so he didn't have to destroy you. That, beloved, is love. And it, it needs to be reciprocated. God put, as a matter of fact, when, when he, we made the Ten Commandments, Jesus said, the greatest, the, the man said, well, what's the greatest commandment? He said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and spirit, and your, and your neighbor as yourself. But the, he said, the second is like, in, like unto it, and love your neighbor as yourself. The point of it is that God said that was a necessary uh, part of your relationship with him is love. And then John goes on to explain it more by saying we love him because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. Love is key. Love is, is, is essential in our relationship with Jesus Christ because we should be very, very grateful that we're not going to hell today, that we're not going to uh, uh, be uh, uh, left out in the cold with gnashing teeth and worms and all that kind of stuff, that's not us. But it's not because of something we did. It's because God loved us so much that he sacrificed his own son for us. That's how much he loved us. And so I want you to always remember that this relationship that God desires to have with us is a real one. It got to, it's got to be much deeper than the relationship we have with people. And it'll take a while because we're so familiar with this planet that that's all we know, really. 
But the more we get in and in, in, in keep in, in step with the Holy Spirit and uh, uh, and this relationship with Jesus Christ, you'll see that begin to change. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this is the way Jesus put it. Jesus said in John fourteen twenty six, if you want to be my disciples, you must, by comparison, to the way you treat me, Jesus said the way you love you say you love me, in comparison, you gotta hate your father. You gotta hate your mother. Your wife, your children, your brothers and sisters. So that that's helping to give you a visual of what God means about this love relationship that He wants to have with us. He doesn't want you to have any other gods before Him. He doesn't want you to have any other people before Him, and that's including, you know, your family. He doesn't say don't love them. He said in comparison, right. You've got to have a love for me that's greater than your love for them. Because if we don't, we will put Jesus on the, the back burner and do what our children say. We won't listen to what Christ say. We'll listen to what our mama say. You see what I'm saying? So we wind up uh, allowing them to be of greater um, value to us than than Jesus Christ, and he's asking us not to do that because he gave his whole life so that now you can have new life. And he says, I'll take care of you children, your mom, your dad, because of your faith in me, I'll take care of your family. Same way he told uh, Rahab. If you get your family in here and put the red ribbon on the door, when we come, we won't destroy your house, and everybody in your house will be saved. So otherwise, um, the Bible says, Jesus said, you can't, you, can't, you can't hang with me if you don't love me like that. And he told his disciples this. So he told them to count the cost. Let me know whether or not you think you can do this because this is what's going to be required. You see? So um, let me just open the air, uh, open the mic. The mics are open. And I wanted to just uh, allow any of you uh, that are listening that may have a question at this uh, at this stage of our conversation tonight, or even a, something that you want a revelation that you want to share. Now's the time to do that. The mics are open. Please go right ahead. Anyone? Okay. I'm going to take that to mean that you all just want to listen, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so uh, when you decided to surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you had already been given a measure of faith. Romans 12.3 says that, beloved, is the love of God. I mean, that, that, that statement confirms God's love, love for us. Let me tell you why. Because God knew that in our natural fallen state, we are not going looking for God. You're not going to do it. I didn't. You know, and unless somebody comes along and tells you about God, you're not going to pursue him. So when God is calling you to salvation, you can't even... Accept his call without faith. So what he did was 
he dealt to every man a measure of faith. You see how thorough God is? He loves us so much that he don't want us to miss him. So in, instead of depending on us to to, to 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 hunt him down, he came hunting for us and gave us a measure of faith so that we could at least believe him at the point of salvation. God did that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, if you, if you look, as we look at this whole uh, salvation that God had provided for us, you discover that mostly everything that we needed to or needed to be accomplished, God did it. Mm-hmm. Only thing He asked you to do is believe it. Believe it. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Because that little measure of faith that you start out with the salvation cannot stay a measure of faith. Mm-hmm. Because I'm telling you. When you find out that the enemy don't like you and he's going to start trying you, measure of faith is not going to help you. It needs to grow and develop. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about tonight, developing and overcoming faith. It takes time, but I'm saying this to you so that you won't just sit back on at ease and say, well, I'm in. You know, I gave my life to Christ, and that's it. Oh, no, it's not it. Because like I said right. before, God has a purpose in you that he wants to fulfill. Go ahead, Larissa. Yeah, I was I was thinking about the measure of faith, and what came to my mind was the other scripture that says if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to go. And so that's what we're talking about. You already have enough faith for God to use to get him him you to where he needs you to be. And to that little bit is is like Nadine said, already in you from the beginning. And then as you um nourish and develop your relationship with God and keep on living <laughs> uh in this world and you know in your flesh, then your faith will grow because he showed himself in your life. Um and so, you know, don't get it twisted when we say that one says a small measure of faith, and then we ha- we tell you your faith has to grow. You can't stay there. He says if you he's already put it in you. So like Nathan said, he's he's in you from the beginning, mm-hmm. and he put what you need the faith, the you know the your purpose, all of this stuff. So you got a starting point, but that's, that's what it is—a starting point. That's it. And to cultivate that and and grow it so that. We can um, not, you know, the other scripture that says that we don't um, need just the milk. You know, we can have the meat. Right. And we can grow. That's and right. be pure and, and, and um, you know, go to the next level with and in him. Exactly. You want to go from milk to meat. Ephesians mm-hmm. 2, 4 says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive. Telling you, God took care of everything, and I know people. You brought people. People would tell us a long time ago. It sounded like we had to do all these, jump through all these hoops, that we had to do all these works, you know. And we later on would find out that, you know, our faith will give evidence through 
our, our, our efforts and what it is God called us to do. Yeah. But it's not vice versa. You see, God wants us first and foremost to know that he loved us. He loves us. And he's made us alive with Christ that even when we were dead, this is long before we knew Christ, he, he already had salvation planned for us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. As he said, it is by grace. Grace means the unmerited favor of God. Unmerited favor means you get what you don't deserve. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay? That means God's giving you life even though you don't deserve life. <coughs> God bless you, dear. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. In Christ. Now, the key is the in Christ. Don't ever forget this. You are in Christ. And I've made this analogy before just to help you understand what that means. You know what a pregnant woman has, her baby is in her. In there, that baby is being cared for. It's being fed. It's being nurtured, you know, by her, by the the, the mechanisms that God put in her body because we've been fearfully and wonderfully made that we can have a, a, another life in our belly that's being sustained and we don't have to lift a hand to do it. We don't have to do nothing. God's got it all working, you know, and that's how things work in the spirit realm. He's got everything already set up and it's already working on our behalf. That's how he can say, I work all things together for your good. You can't see it all the time, but it's always working. He's always working to keep to keep you uh, safe, to keep you provided for. All those things are going on without you participating. Mm-hmm. And that mama doesn't have to participate in the development of that fetus in her until it's time for that child to be born. So she got to mm-hmm. push. But other than that, everything is being done while that that child is growing, maturing. Getting fingers and eyes and all this, and all that's going. Well, that's what's happening to us while we in Christ. Mm-hmm. We are protected. You, you know, you know, uh, Psalm ninety-one. If you abide in the secret place of the Almighty, that's where we are. We are in the secret place. We are in Christ, and we're safe there. And the next question is this: Where is Christ? Where is Jesus right now? He's seated in the heavenlies at the right hand of the Father. That's where he is. And the Bible says we're in him. So that's what Ephesians mean when he says you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show his incomparable riches, the riches of his grace, that are expressed in his kindness to us. In Christ Jesus. You know, you know the Father loves the Son. And he also lets you know, Jesus lets you know that just like the Father loves me, he loves you like that too. So when the devil comes lying to you, saying that you're not this and you're not that and you're not loved and you're not wanted and all those other things, those are lies, beloved. Those are lies to keep you depressed, ridden, and, you're in, and in shame. Don't receive it. Because the creator of all things is your father, and he says, I love you with an everlasting love. Mm-hmm. So you have been 
you you're no longer just a, 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 a everyday Joe. You're a child of God, and that that's a whole different uh, atmosphere that God wants you to learn how to live in. It says, "For it is by grace that you've been saved through what faith." You have got to believe these things. If God says that you are holy before me and without blame, are you going to argue with God and say, well, I don't know, I don't feel holy. Are you going to go there? Don't go there, sweetheart. Don't go there. Accept what God says about you. Johnny says, don't receive the lies of the enemy. Say that again. Johnny says, don't receive the lies of the enemy. Yes. Don't receive his lies. Go ahead. And and Nadine says um, she she fights Romans ten and seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We also need to stay in the word to apply it in our lives. Listen to my namesake preaching on us preaching on uh, on Facebook. Hey Nadine, God hey, bless Nadine. you, darling. It's yeah. Huh? Did somebody say something? Okay, I thought I heard somebody say something. I do too, but Carmen um, uh, quote, uh, cites Romans 5, 1 and 2, we've been justified through faith. In other words, we've learned to depend on the Holy Spirit through Christ, God's gift to us who believe. Listen, y'all need to speak up, okay? I know they, they're on Facebook. <laughs> oh, bless you. Thank you so much, Carmen. That is so true. And, but but you you got to understand that all of these things that are made available to us can only be received by faith. You know, you can't just, you know, it's not like you can just reach out and take it with your hand, with your natural, with your natural physicality, because it doesn't work like that. These are spiritual things. So just like Connie said, you don't want to listen to what the devil says because he's always trying to keep you down. But God doesn't want you to be down. He wants you to know that you are divine royalty because he's, he's the king of glory and you his child. So that means you're divine royalty. What Peter said, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that's who you are. And so if you don't believe that, you won't live that. You'll live below where God desires for you to live and reign in him. So, uh, seeing that our Father has gone before us to prepare the way of salvation for us, it then becomes our responsibility to develop that measure of faith that he gave to us. That's our responsibility. Okay? And uh, we have the Holy Spirit who is actually helping to manage that, okay? Let me tell you what goes on. James says, my beloved, count it all joy when you go through diverse temptations because the trying of your faith brings about patience. You need to let patience do what it do. Let it have its perfect way in you because, beloved, Peter says, when it's all said and done, after you've suffered a while, you hear that word suffered, you'll come out like pure gold. And I'm not talking about uh, the way you look. I'm talking right. about the way you be. 
okay? You come out like pure gold. You come out standing firm, understanding that that faith, that little measure of faith that God gives you is beginning to grow and develop, and now you can trust God for impossible things. Amen. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) That's what he's trying to get us, beloved. He wants us to learn how to trust him for impossible things. When the, when the Israelites were being chased by Pharaoh and his army, the mountain was on one side and Pharaoh was on the other, and here was the Red Sea. What in the world are they going to do? They had to believe that God would make a way out of nowhere. And guess what he did? He even opened up the waters. I know it must have blew their mind. Nobody's ever seen that before. Water just coming up and you're going on. That's where God wants us to want our faith to go, beloved. Well, we can believe him for those miraculous, impossible things that he wants to do. Right. We know nothing, or we should know, is impossible for us. Nothing. Nothing. And you all have testimony of the miracles he's done in your life. I know you do. I know you do. That's the evidence. He, he allows you to go through that situation to bring you to the realization that he is God and mm-hmm. nothing is impossible to him. Nothing. You're still standing today, still breathing, still experiencing his, 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 his uh, sunshine, his love. Beloved, I'm telling you, we want God to help to develop that level of faith. Because I'm telling you, the Bible tells us that not too long in the, in, in the near future, the, the, the agents of unrighteousness and evil, they don't start doing miracles. Okay? And that's going to really blow your mind. And if you aren't already rooted and grounded in your faith, you'll fall for it. You'll think that these people are of God because they're doing all these miraculous signs and lying wonders. You won't be able to discern. Mm-hmm. But God doesn't want to want you to be tricked by any of those things. Okay, He wants us to to know the truth. And then He goes. Uh, go, go ahead. Then he says, um, "We can ask God for more faith. That in asking it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be answered." She says, "It's hard for us to grasp that we can just ask." Him. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, if you remember, um, also that. God has dealt you a measure of faith. You've got it already. The development of that faith is going to come through trials and tribulations. Let me just make it plain to you. You see, so it's not going to be this pill you can take. It's not going to be this water you can drink. He says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. And then Peter then goes on to explain Thinking not strange of these fiery trials that you're going through. Because the reason you're going is because God is developing your faith. He's going to bring you through. But he got to take you through in order to bring you through. So that you'll know that I am God and there is none beside me. So whenever you ask for faith, and I tell people this, when you ask for faith and patience, get ready. Get ready. 
when you're asking for faith and patience, uh, God is going to answer you, but it won't be it won't be probably the way you'd like for him to ask you. And um um the three that got thrown in the fiery furnace um had to have. <laughs> All right now. And they had to have some faith to know that God would shut up the mouth um well it's two times. That they wouldn't burn up in the other that the lion's mouth would be shut the lion's room staying in the lion's room. Two times that you had to have some some faith to, to say, I'm not gonna do what you say for fear of you know, what the world can do. I have my faith rest in God, and I know he's in control of all of it. You know? That's right. And so that now that's the kind of faith we're trying to get to, so that no matter what, even um, Abraham taking um, uh, his son up to the uh, yep. to, to, to kill his one and only son, he say, I'm going I'm to obey, because I know God's going to provide a way. Yeah, yeah. And so that's we, what he, mm-hmm. Those are the kind of miracles and us doing the impossible, what looks impossible for us,
He is there to enable you, to strengthen you, to teach you, lead you, guide you. You are not in this world without hope. God made that deposit in you to assure that you will get the victory, beloved. Because without faith, and we'll learn more about this next week, you, you can't even begin to step into a place of pleasing God. You can't do it. And I'm not talking about, I'm, I'm telling you, you, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to take you through spiritual boot camp. That's what I call it, you know. And, and so when something comes to you, the first thing that doesn't come to you is, what did I do wrong? Don't go there. That's the devil. No, it's not, no, what I do wrong. What did I do wrong? It is, be like Samuel. Here I am, Lord. Your servant's right here. I'm listening. What you want me to do? Develop that kind of attitude in your faith, so you won't get you know shaken all up and tossed to and fro and 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 uh and concerned to the degree that you're no good to nobody. You're worried, anxious, heart racing, and all this other kind of thing. No, God is helping you to develop so that you won't have to deal with those kind of emotions anymore. Your emotions won't rule you. The Holy Spirit will. Amen. Thank you, Holy. That's where we headed, y'all. Well, we're co- uh, coming down to the closing um, few minutes of the broadcast, and I thank you all for joining us tonight. And I pray that next week, uh, those of you who've got all, uh, you know, this this wisdom is awesome. All of us have something that we can offer, and I pray that you would be willing to share what whatever revelation God puts in your heart. Like listen, I said, we, you know, we thank God for allowing us to do this, but we don't have all the answers. And the Holy Spirit works in all of us. So give him free reign in you too. Uh, next week we're going to, um, uh, you know, continue this this uh, study, basically, several scriptures. We're going to go through the word of God and make sure, make sure that we have a clear understanding on how we go about developing this faith because as things go get deeper and deeper into uh, the day that Christ returns, it's going to get funky. And I'm telling you, you're going to have to have that anchored, uh, overcoming faith in God to keep you and yours in the midst of all that's going to be going on around us. Because he's going to do it. Amen. So, Father God, I just thank you for our time tonight. I pray for every listener on this uh, broadcast tonight, Father God, that you would grant them the ability, Lord God, to, to, to get a revelation about this faith that you want us to, that you want us to, to be developed in us because you've put us on this planet with a purpose that can only be fulfilled by that faith. We're not gonna we're not gonna be bold. We're not gonna be confident if we don't have faith. But this is the hour that we need to be all of those things. And you put your Holy Spirit in us to help us to go there in the name of Lord Jesus. That we won't be afraid when we go in the lion's den. We won't be afraid when they put us in the fiery furnace, Lord God. No, but we will stand firm because we know who and whose we are, and we know that you've got a purpose for our lives. So bless them, strengthen them, encourage them, and keep them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, beloved, hope to see you all next week. Thank you so much for joining us, and God bless you. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Thank Good night. you, Alicia. Thank you. See you. That was great. That was great. Awesome. Love you, honey. Love you, too. Bye-bye.